0: Hi, I'm Michael Winslow from Police Academy One Through Infinity. And Spaceballs with Mel Brooks. And you are listening to Canned <coughs> Air. Inhale it and enjoy.
1: End <laughs> message.
2: everyone and welcome to another episode of canned air your tribute to comics and pop culture i am jeremy collie and i'm jack doherty and joining us today our guest today man this guy's got some uh got some he's got 25 world record video game world records can you believe that two of which are very impressive they (laughs) they jumped out to me double dragon beat in 15 minutes and 43 seconds and this one is going to ring through to Candair because we did a playthrough of this game a while back, but we certainly didn't do it in this amount of time. 19 minutes and 8 seconds Captain yeah. America and the Avengers.
1: Yeah, we didn't even come close to that. It no. was like an hour of video. It <laughs>
2: took like four videos to cover that. So, pretty impressive. He's also here to talk about uh, his paperback guides, The Easy Way Out, which are strategy guides, and man, so much more. History uh, of the game, cool artwork. Uh, there's currently one out call, uh, for the Friday the 13th Nintendo Entertainment <laughs> System game, and uh, upcoming Fester's Quest. These things look awesome. Uh, we welcome speedrunner and high score enthusiast Steve Lynn, also known as Eight Bit Steve. Sir, how are you? Wow, that
0: is uh, that is quite an intro, isn't
2: it? <laughs> I know, I know. I need I need a over. drink after that,
0: <laughs> and a yeah, cigarette. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't typically, when I sent you guys stuff, right, like, hey, this is stuff that I have, but I don't usually go around and say, like, I have this many records or whatever. Um, So I I try to keep it pretty modest with that stuff. I I find that um, when I interact with people and I open with, hey, I've got 50 video game records, they just kind of turn off, right? Like, sort of like from a pretentious uh, (laughs) point of view. I understand. Um, Right, so I...
2: You're in good company. Our listeners are going to love that stuff. They're going to love it. I promise you. I promise you. I'm excited to talk about all these things a little bit later in the episode. But first, we're going to be talking about the hardest games we've ever uh, had the displeasure of playing. Maybe not displeasure, but the games that torment us uh, throughout uh, time. And our Retro Roundtable have some good picks here and I think I went out of order. I typically say the retro first, and then say then we're going to get to <laughs> 8-Bit Steve and talk more about what he has going on. But anyway, since I already fumbled through that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at cand_air underscore air. And if you like what we're doing, want to show some support and get some money, or excuse me, and get something back for said support, patreon.com forward slash candairpod. Man, just a few bucks a month gets you access to a ton of uh, There's material. A lot of stuff There's on like there now. forty episodes of the can uh, Patreon pod. There's two retros on there. There's two not retros, two comic vaults. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, two radio theater projects. All kinds uh, of stuff and more. Why like. there is
1: a retro though? The first episode you put that
2: on. There, oh I, yeah, I just posted uh, episode number one. Yeah, which uh, I pulled from our catalog a long, long time ago. So if that's anything you guys would be interested in hearing. Uh, again, patreon.com forward slash candarepod And uh, once again, we are part of the Evergreen Podcast Network Head to evergreenpodcast.com Check out our show and uh, some of the other great shows they have to offer over there And I think that's it, right? Am I forgetting anything? Nope Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable
0: Here we go! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right the hardest games we've ever played jack
1: what you got mine is the first version of the game which i originally played the second version and beat it to hell so many times that i could have probably probably gone into the speed thing but it was ninja gaiden 2 no oh. that's not the one that was hard though ninja gaiden 1 that game was stupid hard very hard i don't know if it was just because the mechanics were Easier in the second one, which of course that's going to make it easier. Like you could climb up walls; you didn't have to do that weird jump to get <laughs> yeah, up the walls,
2: like the back and forth. That chink, chink, yeah, chink, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could actually climb up the walls. But yeah, yeah, that game,
1: I don't, I don't think I got very far in it, and I ended up not playing it anymore because of that same thing. Went back to two and beat it more and more Oops. and more.
2: But, you know, it was it, it hit at the right time. I mean, ninjas were freaking everything, Oh, God, right? yeah. Yep. So maybe it didn't matter you are getting far. At least in my case, I was just like, I'm playing a ninja. and I'm going <laughs> up the wall. That's pretty damn cool. It was always number,
1: good. Like anime
2: number
0: first. three is actually the hardest, I think, of this, those three. The so third? Can, yeah, number three, you don't have unlimited continues like you do in one and two. Mm. And so you can actually die, like, really late in the game on, like, the end level and have to replay the entire game. Unlike in one and two, my friend uh, Ian, his uh, speedrunning name is the Retro Runner. I do a speedrunning podcast with him, a very, very niche podcast, by the way. Um, he's actually number two in the world at Ninja Gaming right now. He's three tenths of a second away from the world record. Wow. Um, he's been grinding the game for three years to get to uh, close. The guy who has the actual records had it for like seven or eight years. Um, so he's, he's about to take over on it, but yeah. Uh, Ninja Games definitely definitely. I find two to be the easiest of the three in the trilogy. Myself. I don't know if I played
1: three or not, but two. Yeah, I, I don't think it, I. Did. It got so easy that I'd challenge myself after a while. Just be like, I'm not going to die one time. Yeah. And if I did, then I'd start over. Yeah. But I usually died one or two times.
2: Then I'll you play, get but. pretty bored with the whole damn concept. Fuck yeah. like, it. Rock it. Yeah. At least people like yeah. us do. I'm, yeah. Speedrunners, my god, like, man, the amount of patience. We get but- bored too. We get
0: bored too. <laughs> 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 but like he's saying you 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 add uh you add a flair to it right like you're bored with the game but like can i beat it without dying or now can i beat it without damage or can mm-hmm, you, how yeah, fast I've can i go so you add little challenges onto it that make it entertaining i think that's with any game i mean that's been happening before speed running was even a thing really
2: Sure, i guess i didn't think about that all right let's uh cut over to steve hardest game sir
0: hardest game of all time that i've played? That's this is kind of, this is subjective. You guys got to remember that I've played through about half of the NES library and considered like all of the hardest games that you can think of. And I have a book series that's designed to break down hard video games. And so hard to me is sort of relative, but, um, can I do like a couple? Would that be okay? Or do you need me Yeah,
2: questions? we're going to go around the circle yeah. a few times. So just do like okay. one at a time there.
0: Uh, well, one that obviously, well, I'll just get this one out right of the way. Everyone- thinks this is the hardest game on the NES, Battletoads. Oh my god, that was one of mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, one of the things that people don't understand about that game is uh, it, it's, its physics are very unique to that specific game. A lot of the NES skills are transferable, platforming and shoot 'em ups so and use just the same clock and the same frame. So once you get good at some of the other NES games, you can kind of transport that skill. But Battletoads isn't like that. You have to completely start from scratch and learn the physics of that game. That's the hardest part of it. But once you've learned that, uh, it gets pretty, it gets easier. The game does have 12 stages. Most people don't know that because they can't get past stage three. <laughs> yep, exactly. But stage stage three is not even in the top four hardest stages in the game. Uh, so So uh, there's stages later in the game that are just completely absurd to play. Uh, so it's definitely one of the hardest that I've played through.
2: What what level was it where you were riding the jet ski thing? That was, was that three. three? Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I never got past that. It was always like Jax. the first jump, first or second jump every time. And then by then I was and then you would send
2: you flying like straight into the side of something or mm-hmm. yeah, like
1: I. Ugh. And by then usually out of lives and continue. So <laughs> then you'd have to spend that time getting back to it again. It was
2: best thing about yeah. that game was the music that played when you hit pause. Yep. <laughs> stop. 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 That. Stop stop, stop. stop. And they
1: brought stop, that in the remake that, 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 that. that they did. They just released. They have. There's a period part in the game where that music is playing. Is
2: it really? Yeah, man, that's cool.
1: That game's fun. The new one.
2: I always wanted so bad growing up for the uh, Ninja Turtles and the Battle Toads to have like a mesh up. Oh yeah, it'd be so freaking cool. But <laughs> alas, it never happened, did it?
0: When I make the Battle Toads Easy Way guide, I'll have to send you guys free copies, and then you can get oh, through the turtle time. I would love that. Can actually you know, enjoy the awesome. game. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I can I tell a quick story about Battle Toads? Of it course uh a long time ago i was doing interviews uh before i became a speedrunner i was doing interviews for this podcast here that's locally in uh, michigan and uh, i interviewed a guy named sean chiplock and he's a voice actor from michigan he lives in california now but he's from michigan um he's got voices in all kinds of games uh notably he's got three voices in breath of the wild um he was rash the battle toad on killer instinct and that's the story i'm going to tell um he was noob side in Mortal combat 10 and many 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 other voices so uh he's rashed the battle and I was like oh that is one of my favorite games so he told this story that he's in the voice booth for you know for killer instinct and they're like hey we're gonna we're gonna do an audio voice for the pause like in killer instinct when you pause and you rash it makes the, the that music you were just talking about mm-hmm. well he did it with his mouth right so um, they're like he's like well what do you want me to do they're like just do whatever you think it should sound like so they they cut him the audio and he goes and he starts going like off on this tangent of like noises and stuff and like air guitaring for like a quite a considerable amount of time and they never stop him. So after like forty five seconds to a minute, he just stops. And then like he, he hears the button click and they're like, Yeah, not like that. They do it right <laughs> away. <laughs> he uh, let's,
2: let's let him keep going yeah. just let him keep yeah. Going. <laughs> yeah who would have ever known that I've never no, heard yeah. that story that's awesome very good Um. alright as far as hardest uh, game how about G-Mini all these games were so freaking hard uh, and I think they were on uh, Super Nintendo well they had to have been it's right in the title Super Star Wars games oh yeah oh my god they weren't
1: un- so hard they, they were hard to beat though you could but they were they were hard
2: before the internet came along and gave you all the codes to jump yeah. between levels it was just <laughs> nah <laughs> it was too hard especially like Tatooine in the very first one yeah and those goddamn sucker bat things that would like come <laughs> down because the like let's say you kill it you walk back two steps and then go back the way you're supposed to go it, it like regenerates yeah. like yeah. so quickly So, like, special weapons and stuff hardly make a dent because half the people you kill just respawn and Mm -hmm. come right back out. Yeah, they respawn
1: right off the screen at the same spot. Yeah, yeah. That the jaw was shooting what flamethrowers out of the sides and stuff like that. You had to really pay attention. There was Climbing all on kinds the of shit.
2: I think of like the uh, in Empire Strikes Back, the uh, the cave and on Hoth, like that was a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't remember the cave in that movie being this complex. Like <laughs> Luke was able to run
1: right out, yeah, it was empty,
2: but yeah, so but that's definitely on my list. That one, that one, ugh. yeah, without the codes, unplayable. Mm-hmm. All right, next, uh, Jack, what you
1: got, Mario. Personally, what? that one's for me. Yeah, I've never. What Mario is one of the probably the hardest game. Well, I think I've said it before. Playing with my friends all the time, I would sit most of the time and watch them play because. Oh, it's your turn, Jack. All right. Do, 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 do. Dead. Do, do, do. Dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, platformers are probably the worst game, in, but Mario in particular, they're the worst for me. For but see,
2: so you didn't you didn't grow up with a Nintendo, did you? No. You no. You've said before. But Mario, ironically, Mario 1 and Mario uh, 2 were the two games I've ever, like, uh, tried to do speed runs in. Just because of the warp zones, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, in, like, level 1, you could, in Mario, the first Mario Brothers, like, in the underground, when you go underground, there mm-hmm. were some warp tunnels you could take that could take you to 4, and then there's another one that would take you to, like, 8 or something. You could, like, shoot through the game really quick if you... Were focus like in the underground world? You could jump up on the ceiling where all like the the coins and all that yeah. so your points and stuff were, and just run past everything. That was the thing um, too.
1: Trying to play it, I didn't know where all the special stuff was, so I'd almost be running through the game all the way. People were like, "What were you use the warp right here? What you missed this box?" I'm like, "I didn't even know it was there."
2: My sister was so fucking vindictive when we were kids. And I remember specifically, I was timing myself. um, And I don't know why I was even timing myself. I guess just to go to school and be like, hey, you know, I did it in this time. Because there was nothing to compare it to. But every time I get close to the end, she'd see what I was doing. She'd run in the room (laughs) and hit the reset button. Oh, Just like a big, strong, fuck you. You know, like, like, come on, like... Uh, and she did it more than once. In the same day. Oh, I was pissed, but of course. It's just a Nintendo game, shut up. <laughs> anyway, that's my sad sob story. We are back around to Steve.
0: Uh another one on the on the NES that people uh think is very, very difficult, and this is probably because of ABGN, uh, but it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Holly Yeah. Um that's a, that's a prime example of why I created the easy way is because uh, there are some games on the console, a lot of the games on the NES that uh, there's obviously the ninja games and the Battletoads that take agility skills and, and muscle memory and a little timing to beat. There's games like Jekyll and Hyde where there's no real skill involved in the game. It's just knowledge. Like once you know about the game and how it works, it becomes infinitely easier. Fester's Quest is another one of those I just did a guide for you with paperback. Um, once you know where all the stuff is and, and how to, the strategy for the bosses, you can just clear the game effortlessly. Right. But playing it blind, you just die constantly and you don't know what to do. So that's kind of how that era was as they were like exploring what was going on in different genre types and stuff. But a Jekyll and Hyde is uh, easier when you know what's actually happening. You know, it's like when you start a new job and they're like, okay, go through with those TPS reports. And you're like, I don't know how to do that. How do I <laughs> yeah. do that? Right? but then you've been there for a year and you're like oh yeah I'm not it. yeah. So, you know. so it's just with a little bit of knowledge um, and like I said I'll, I'll send you guys some some books and you'll be surprised at how well you'll, you'll be like man I'm really good at this game this is amazing yeah it's just, <laughs> just, just, just some common knowledge that's inside the speedrunning community that just isn't known to a lot of people you know we have these emulators that have <laughs> we can like rip out code and, and use bots to figure stuff out we could never do that back in the day
2: sure so, mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: I would say Jekyll is probably the most, the second most, the hardest game that people think.
2: I've never even tried it. I've just seen it on AVGN, you know, I but I've never personally played it. it. You don't know it? Uh-uh. Oh, it's I'm, like one of if his. I saw it,
1: I might, I might know. It's
2: it, one of but... his most famous videos. I mean, that's how it kind of came on my radar. I'd heard of it, but I'd never uh, played it. Hmm. But, I mean, all the swearing he was doing, he seemed pretty <laughs> agitated by it. <laughs> Um. Okay, how about um, Jurassic Park on Super Nintendo? Man, I was so into Jurassic Park, and I just wanted to love this game. And I didn't hate it. I won't say it was a bad game. Like I didn't hate it. Um, but boy, was it difficult because you had this huge park to explore, which was essentially a maze, limited, very limited ammo, and dinosaurs up the ass. Uh, and, and you couldn't save the game. You had to beat it all in one saving. There were checkpoints, like these tower things you could hit, but it was infuriating, so I never saw the end. Now, what I remember Nintendo Power put out a whole thing on it, and I was like, oh, here we go. Okay, I've got this, you know. And as much as I love Nintendo Power, they only gave you half the map and, like, (laughs) half the tricks. So, like anything like in the north part of the island like you were just plumb fucked like you, they didn't tell you anything
1: is that like an early part or <laughs> is that later that they after so far you just be like nope you're on your own now
2: I guess, but I don't know. I mean, that's why, like, books like like, uh, Steve's done here, The Easy Way, are, like, so awesome. Because, you know, looking at it, you get that same kind of feeling from a Nintendo power, but then you actually take something from it, you know? (laughs) You can actually use it and get to the end of the game that you want to uh, play. But, I I mean, I still like that game. I mean, it was incredible how, you know, you'd go from that overhead, like, aerial view through the maze, and then when you'd go inside... Uh, it was like Doom, you know, mm, like, yeah. and uh, you had the keypad, you had to figure out, you had to collect people's cards who were dead, like their ID cards to get in certain gates mm-hmm. and doors. But just an elaborate maze with dinosaurs, pretty much <laughs> is what it was. But damn, was it hard. I never did see the end of it.
0: A lot of times, it's funny you mentioned Nintendo Power. I grew up with that stuff, obviously, and, and Game Pro. And what I've realized in my, in my older age as I'm making these guides and, and researching all this stuff is that. A lot of these companies just gave it. They're like, hey, you random guy that works for us, make a guide for this. And they a lot of times didn't even give him access to code or tips or tricks or anything like that. He had to basically just like call the Nintendo Power Hotline, like go down to that department and get information and kind of compile it himself. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And you could go to the video department and have them rip out the graphics for him. But, you know, those people weren't getting paid for that. It was like extra stuff, right? So that's why a lot of those guides are just kind of all over the place. They're like hodgepodge, you know? Yeah. The um, Final if if Fantasy one's really good because Square Enix, you know, like gave them stuff, like, hey, make this cool and here's maps and stuff. But like, um, stuff that we can do now, I can just do that all myself. I can just rip everything out of the game. And I, I know people that can, uh, I can message them and be like, hey, this part of the game here, this is really weird. Can you like figure this out for me? And they'll just break the code down and use a bot and give me actual real time data about what's happening and how the code logic works right oh. and so i can i can do things that they didn't have access to back then so when you buy one of our my books that's published by Higgins Alley it's the absolute most advanced thing that's ever been produced for that particular game like i said cuz we didn't have any of that stuff yet
2: right you know? I can't wait to look further into these books. Uh, I have looked at the uh, Fester's. Well, I looked at both of them, actually. I did look at both of them, but um, very incredible. I mean, just it looks like a fun read, even if you don't have the game, honestly, because, again, it's not just strategy on the game. But see, I'm jumping ahead of myself. How far are we here? 20 minutes?
0: I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, no, no. It's not your fault. I'm just excited to talk about them. Um,
1: Where are we? Whose turn is it? I I think it's my turn now. Go for it. Earthworm Jim was one of the hardest ones to oh. too. And I don't even remember how far I got, but it was somewhere where there's a cow that would fall down every once in a while. It wasn't very far in.
2: I got maybe three stages in.
1: I think that's probably about as far as I could ever get.
2: That was a fun game, though, it regardless. Yeah, it
1: was. so It was funny and fun.
2: Something about the way the camera followed him, you know, it was only like a second behind, kind of like mm-hmm. a cameraman was trying to keep up with him because he was moving <laughs> too fast, and I, I don't. I mean, we always thought when we were kids, like when the dogs would bite him or something, like he'd go, "Damn!" Yeah,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> just taking his head out and whiplashing stuff yeah. and swinging. I think that was some of the hardest part because you weren't, you were never really clear on what you could jump on or swing from some of the times. Yeah, unless there was, I think maybe like a drip or something like that. that you could... It
2: was so freaking satisfying too that when you did like land, like say you jump and then you whip your own body and like hit the hook that you're supposed to. There's mm-hmm. like that satisfying Indiana Jones, like whip crack noise. <laughs> it's like, man, like sometimes you can just jump back and forth just to like get yeah. the feeling of satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> man, I want to play that game now. I don't know yeah, if I love, ever played I love any of game. the other ones.
0: What's that? Awesome. That game's awesome. I wish they had an NES version, but it came out Super Nintendo era, forward 16-bit era. But, right. I to awesome. played Genesis on it.
2: I mean... I think it's the same Probably, game, yeah. just different ports, you know? Probably better color. On the Genesis? No.
1: Genesis did not. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Have you guys ever played a game called Akari Warriors? Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: I just saw one of the nerd talk about that not too long ago.
0: So the reason why this one's overlooked, I think, is because there's a code in the game, sort of like the Contra code. Uh, But you you don't have to like put it in before you play so when you lose all your lives in the game You can hit ABBA and it'll just respawn you and you can do that infinitely and just kind of like trash clear the game because you have infinite lives Um, But if you try to beat the game without that code uh, You have three lives no continues and four whole stages and it takes about a, a little over an hour to clear casually maybe even an hour and a half so you can only make three mistakes for an hour and a half Clearing this game and there's just bullets everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, the game game's incredibly glitchy. Um, it's it's really really tough to complete. I personally have never played through it. Uh, I'm trying putting it off. <laughs> I <haven't really laughs> of it. but uh, it's it's really tough. Like, I think if you're going to go on the NES and you really want to see like the absolute cutting edge brutality, play a Car Wars and try not to use that code.
2: Yeah, based on what I saw, I have not the patience for that. Even the the games that, except for Mario, I could probably play Mario all the time. But outside of that, I do not have the patience for your Ninja Gaidens, your Ninja Turtles, (laughs) those games anymore. I I, I wish I did, but um, damn, they just pissed me off too bad. They pissed me off too bad. I actually
1: (laughs) want to try playing Ninja Gaiden too, because it's been, what, 20 years at least since Mm -hmm. I've played it. just Just to see if I could still do it. Well, you know, like or have the patience to get through
2: that. A while back, I bought the Retron, which is like the the console that will play. I think it was a Retron too. It's just Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I'll get it out, hook it up. I'll get the Turtles game out, some other things. But oh man, it's gonna be cool. I put that Turtles game in. I lose my first turtle, and I'm so pissed <laughs> off. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and it just it, it it makes me so mad to think. That people actually got to the Technodrome and sh- Shredder I'm like how mm-hmm. how the fuck did yeah. you do that like I could never <laughs> get past the dam I got past the dam once I think but uh, that was always where I lost them I helped my friends get
1: to well I remember helping through the dam but they ended up getting to the Technodrome and they never they never beat it I don't think I was I think I, it was I went home for dinner or something like that and came how back many and were levels were there between the Technodrome and the dam I don't even know I think that was a, a a big section of the game that I didn't get to see because it was at their house and I was at yeah them.
2: yeah. Isn't that crazy? You you buy these games and then you'll never see parts of the yeah. unless you like <laughs> really buckle down and make it like a uh a, a, you know strong
1: priority. I, I love th- that game though.
2: It's a fun game. It's still a fun game, but and the music was cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might I have to put some it, of that in here. Didn't
1: like it being one player at a time though. That's the only part. I mean, yeah, switch between.
2: Have you seen the new Turtles game coming out? Oh, I can't uh, wait to Shredder, play it. what's it Traders called? Shredder's Revenge, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I cannot wait for that. That's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. But anyway, we're not talking about cool upcoming <laughs> games. We're talking about hard games. But anyway, it's, I think unless anyone else had another pick they wanted to bring up quick, I think, it was, I think we probably reached a good point to move on.
1: I think going Sounds back to some good. of those old games it just makes you mad because games now are so much easier. Even if they are hard, they're still easier to play, I think.
2: You're, I think you're taken by the hand more so nowadays. You know, yeah. you're. I don't think you're. uh, I don't know. It's a. It's it's, it's. 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 There's two ways to think about it. It's to like think either a, these people were really trying to give us a challenge, or two, they just didn't give a shit enough about the game and made it almost impossible, <laughs> and we're gonna beat it. Even you know. Well, I think even some of that. so.
1: It, just the technology because you could push jump and now it'll instantly jump exactly when you. all oh, instead the of there being like a
2: delayed reaction react. yeah. or yeah 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 or like in the <clears throat> what was it bart versus the space mutants like where they give you a jump that just barely clears <laughs> anything so uh you've got to be a pro at it but all right we're going to jump to a quick commercial and when we come back we're going to be talking more with eight bit steve All right, and we're back, and uh, we are—we just wrapped up our uh, retro roundtable, and we are now talking with Steve Lin, Eight Bit Steve. Steve, again, thank you so much for being here, man.
0: Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, I've been talking to Randy for a long time, so. Oh, uh, okay. We, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, we touched base on TORG last year. I was gonna—I was a guest there, I was going to be a guest there, and then COVID happened. Right. Um. Yeah, and so, but I'll, I'll probably be back for TORG this year, almost certainly. Uh, it's not. I live in Detroit, so it's not very far from me. Right, uh, right. To come down,
2: we'll have yeah. to see you there. Then we'll be there.
0: Should be there. Yeah, we'll so, beat
1: some games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll watch you beat some games. <laughs> so,
2: how did this all start for you? How did you first get into like the professional speedrunning game?
0: It's kind of weird. Um, uh, when you hear, uh, there's always the cliche thing, right? That people will say like, Wow well, I was gaming from a young age," and you know, the thing is, it's like. There's there's like millions and millions of these Nintendo sold. So a lot of kids were gaming from a young age. So that's not a real indicator. But for me, um, I made the NES was basically the only thing that I had, right? I didn't have a lot of friends when I was going up. We moved around a lot. So I basically was just at my house playing NES all the time by myself. And I would go to rental stores and rent games. I would complete them. I'd go back. And uh, there was a rental store that was right by my grandma's house. It was literally like a block or two away. I could walk there back in five to five minutes or ten minutes. And so my mom set up an arrangement with them right when we moved over by there, and she was like, hey, look, my son like beats NES games like crazy, and he doesn't want a three-day rental. So like, can we work it out where, if he rents a game and he wants to bring it back, can you just swap it out with another game as long as it's in stock? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. And then they like immediately regretted that for like a years, um, <laughs> because I would beat a game and then bring it back. And sometimes, I think three or four times in one day, I would do that sometimes. Or I would just go like, this game sucks and I'd just take it back yeah. and they'd give me a different game, right? And so I that was able to play through a lot more NES games that way I think that most people were because their mom's not going to drive them back to Blockbuster or wherever they're renting games no. and get a new one. But I could just walk over there and the lady would swap the game for me. Um, right. And so that's how I started like getting really familiar with the console uh, and that kind of stuff early on. But as far as speedrunning goes, I, I was in a relationship for a long time, like seven years, and uh, we were engaged and then it broke off and I was kind of like, what am I gonna do with my life, you know? Right. Um, And I was like, well, I like music, and I like retro games. Those are the two things that I love, so which one am I gonna do? And then I started to watch uh, Gamestorm Quick uh, files, you know, videos, and I was like, man, these guys are crazy, like, they were at a level that I didn't even know was possible. Um, So I started to get real interested in, like, finding out who the best NES players were. Started going on Twin Galaxies, uh, Speed Demos Archive, all these websites, and just started to play. And so that's kind of how it started. I just was like, "Am I? Am I good? Like, can I be good? What is? What does it mean to be good? Like, just do? I, right. Does anyone even care?" Right. <laughs> uh,
2: I would say you've hit quite the level of good. I I, I saw on the uh, the Jason or excuse me, the Friday the Thirteenth Kickstarter video. There was a quick scene there where it showed you sitting down with somebody in front of an audience. I believe it was with the Friday the Thirteenth game, mm-hmm. and he had never played it before. And you just sat next to him and told him what to do, just verbally gave instructions. And having played it for the first time, he beat it his first time.
0: Yeah. So um, before I became like a, like a streamer or speedrunner or whatever, I was just kind of dabbling and stuff. I would do these shows in Michigan, like bar shows. So I would call up a bar and they'd be like, "Hey, like on a Friday night, like hey, what do you guys got going on tonight? Is there a band?" And they're like, "No, we have nothing going on." I was like, "Hey, I'll come into your bar and I'll bring a Nintendo. I'll hook it up in your bar, right?" And people can come up and play it and take on these like, like challenges and I'll give away prizes. I'll, I'll provide all the prizes. Like if anyone in the bar wants to come up, they try to do something that I ask them to do. If they do it, I give them free games. They're like, hell yeah. So I'd go into these bars, like gaming bars or, you know, I try not to go to like really crazy, dangerous bars. But um, um, so one of the things that I would do is I would um, I would put a bunch of games up on the board and I would say, okay, yeah. At 9 o'clock, I'm going to play through Friday the 13th. And at 10 o'clock, I'm going to do Fester's Quest. And at midnight, I'm going to knock out Mike Tyson. And I put all these, like, you know, things, like, little mini shows for the bar. Right. And so that just that was, like, a stick that I did for a time, and It didn't really gain any traction, but it was really fun. And I got free drinks and food. And it was, like, cool. I'm playing video games, and it's fun. Right. Um, and so what I noticed is as I started doing more live shows and started to get more serious with the competitive side of it, people would come up to me, and the first thing they would say is, hey, have you beaten Game X? Like whatever game, like you guys were just talking about your hard game, Jack. Have you beat Jurassic Park? Have you beat Empire Strikes Back, right? Have you beat Mario? Whatever game that troubled them as a kid, they're like, hey, can you beat this game?
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. they all have that one game, one or two games that like they really, really, really want to beat. And they could never beat them, and it's like, still bothers them, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like the universal connecting force and so uh, over one period of time, I was like, man, why are, why don't these people go back and beat these games? I mean, you can just go on the internet and go on GameFAQ and, and, and look up YouTube tutorials and go on speedrun.com and find all this information and play through this game. And then I'm like, "Then that's like, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> nobody wants to take hours of their life and go beat in a retro game, right? They don't want to, you know, that's like a 40 hour work week to try to figure out yeah. all the information that you need. Nobody has time for that, right? So I developed a video series where I kind of like broke down easy video games or hard video games. I debuted it on a Facebook platform, retro Facebook platform. The very first video I released got a million organic clicks. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is really, really popular. Like people really liked it. Um, I later removed from that platform and I just kind of had that easy way for a while. But I never did anything with it. So the thing that you're talking about is I, I got invited to ESA in Sweden. So Sweden was like... Hey, I submitted some runs to there. They're like, come to Sweden, show off your cool game skills, have some fun. Lots of other, you know, talented gamers were there. So the story is they they had a whiteboard and it was like sitting in there in this room that they're in. And uh, I was like, hey, what's this? People were like walking up and writing games on it. And uh, I was relatively unknown at the time. And uh, they were like, hey, uh, I was like, what is this whiteboard? And they're like, well, we have two blocks of times in our marathon where we just have runners on site submit runs so like they they block off that time they don't let anyone submit games there until all the runners get on site and then they, the runners can write runs in there and then the staff decides which one of those they're going to put in there it's a way for to reward runners to get extra runs into the marathon right
2: mm-hmm.
0: so i was like well how much stuff can i write on there and he's like write whatever you want so i started filling this whiteboard up with any ass games right and i'm just filling the whole board like just writing every NES game that I can play through, right? And it's, starting, it's like 30, 40 games that I have on this board. And so the, the one of the higher-up admins came over and he's like, can you really play through all those games? And I was like, yeah, I can do all those games. And he's like, well, we can't put all those in. That's way too many games. And I was like, well, I got this thing that I do sometimes for fun where I, like at bars, I just pick someone from the audience and I talk them through beating a hard video game. Would you guys want to do something like that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. So uh, I was like, well, can we do three games? And he's like, yeah, we'll do three games. And I was like, well, how about a staff member, right? And so this guy Crazy Erasmus, was like, yeah, I'll do it. And we did Jaws, A Boy in His Blob, and Friday the 13th. And so he'd never played the games before. I didn't tell him anything about it, he just sat down. Uh, we did Boy in His Blob first, and then Jaws, and then Friday the 13th, and he beat all three games. just Just with my verbal Anything wow. Else. Yeah, no 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 book necessary. <laughs> that's somebody who knows
1: their craft.
0: That's somebody who can follow directions. <laughs> well it's like I said, um, it seems difficult at first, but once you have the knowledge of the game, it you you really will believe that it's easy. Like mm-hmm. beating Friday thirteenth is very, very easy to do. It's one of the easiest games to complete. But because of there's so much mystery and so much unknown stuff that's going on it's hard to, to figure out what's happening, right? Jason just seemingly shows up randomly and murders you. Uh, he's you know, he's <laughs> killing everyone around the camp and you don't, you're trying to find him and you don't know what's going on. But once that's unveiled and you know how he moves around the camp and where he's going to be and what weapons are most powerful then just a matter of time before you complete the game. That makes you
1: know? sense, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Don't so be afraid of that.
0: Jason, it's easy.
1: <laughs> He'll be afraid of
0: you. So after the Sweden thing, my wife and my friend were like, hey, do something with this, like get off your butt and make something out of this. Or like, make a book. Like, do something, right? So I wrote the Friday Thirteenth Guide, and I was like, oh, man, this thing sucks. Like, no, one, no one's gonna like this. this. No one, print media is dead. Like, no one's gonna buy this, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I made a bunch of demo copies uh, that I self-funded, and I just sent them out to John Riggs and Metal Jesus and AVGN and, and, and publishers, and I just sent them everywhere, and like, didn't hear anything for months. And then uh, eventually came around where Alley got a hold of me and they were like, yeah, we want to sign you and, and publish this book, but we got to like, you know, we got to spruce it up because I made it in PowerPoint. I thought PowerPoint was like, Microsoft's the best and PowerPoint's great.
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, so he's like, yeah, no, you can't. You got to redo the whole book. So I had to literally start over from scratch and redo the whole book in, in design. And uh, we ended up making a much better quality book. It's a hardcover book that was funded on Kickstarter in one day. Um, wow. So. Yeah, it was funded in one day. And honestly, if if we had conventions last year, the book would be sold out. We've I've already sold 45% of the books, and I haven't even shown it to anyone. It's just word of mouth. That I haven't advertised or gone to a convention. Sure. jeez, so, They're attractive-looking books, that's for sure. Well, I think people just want to learn how to beat hard games. I think that's it. That's well,
2: I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. There's something... Like, like I was going back to a little bit earlier with those Nintendo powers, though they didn't always give you the information you needed there was always a level of excitement when you had one when you were looking at the game that you were, you know that was plaguing you on those pages and that same kind of excitement comes from these books but again you're getting useful information you're being told (laughs) what to do (laughs) again the artwork i was seeing in the fester quest one there was even uh, like pictures from the old adams family in there like kind of put out throughout the book
0: yeah yeah, the those old black and whites are Jackie Coogan from the original Black and White, Adam family the original TV series. Mm-hmm. And uh, the box art for Fester's Quest was drawn by Tom Dubois, who's like a very famous uh, Konami artist. Um, he did Blades of Steel and, and tons of other uh, box covers. He used Jackie Coogan as an inspiration for that box cover, um, um, like for Fester on that box cover. And there's, yeah. actually, there's actually an image of Jackie Coogan making that exact smirk that he basically copied that. Really? Uh, yep, yep. And so I used I used the black and whites in there to, you know, fill space on some of the pages, but it was really fun. They're nice see.
2: accents, that's for sure. Very nice accents. I
1: dig it. Probably use cool. one of those books for a date night with my wife. Read this and tell me what to do while I go through and beat this game. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great time for her. She likes to do that kind of stuff, though. Really. <laughs> If she can't interact while I'm playing the game, she usually tunes out. No matter what. It you feels.
2: didn't tell me right.
0: Yeah,
1: I got killed. They <laughs> yeah, then blame her if I die.
0: One of the things I wanted to touch on is um, uh, the guides that I'm producing. Um, you're gonna be, your you guys are gonna have links and stuff, but you can. There's a new website that I have coming out called Easy Way Guides. You're gonna be able to buy all the guides there, uh, centralized source. But um, they're value based. Uh, I marketed the guides to a lower price point. I don't want to. I mean. I may have some books that come out that are hardcover, that are four or five hundred pages, that will sell for fifty or sixty dollars. But the Friday Thirteenth, 126-page hardcover book is only twenty dollars, right? Oh, so, yeah. um, and are my all my paperback guides are ten dollars, right? So I don't, I'm not trying to like, you know, uh, buy a boat uh, with selling strategy guides. I realize that this information is really niche. But um, it's very high quality stuff and you can get it for a value price point, you know, I, I want to market it to guys like yourself who don't have the time to fi- find the stuff out and maybe work 40, 50 hours at a factory and only have a couple hours a week to gain. Mm-hmm. right? They're, they would be willing to spend 10 bucks to have all that information right in front of them in one book that's you know, presented to them in a, in a logical way by an expert so they don't have to spend hours figuring that stuff out. Right. So that's the idea behind the Books. It's like, I want to help guys like yourself beat hard games that I can beat and right. like, teach you that it's not that hard.
2: So as far as, um, I'm, I'm sure these aren't going to be your only two uh, easy way books. I'm, uh, what other games are you uh, looking at doing in the future?
0: Hagen's Alley has a, uh, this is a sneak peek for this, I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, Hagen's Alley has a Punch-Out Kickstarter coming live. Um, it's scheduled to go live on April 6th, it's hopefully going to do that. It's, uh, there's a guy named Daniel L. Um, I got in contact with him and he was signed to Hagen's Alley. He has a comprehensive uh, Mike Teston's Punch-Out book that he made like years ago and it mm. never was published. so I got in contact with him and he revamped the book and it's just like this huge expansive book, right? So I was like, well, hey, um, how about this? I'll I'll make a punch out easy way book, and you know, would you allow me to sell that in your Kickstarter? And he was like, yeah. So you can buy the punch out easy way, which is the next book, in that Kickstarter. It's the first place you're going to be able to purchase it in that Kickstarter. Those are going to ship first, and then you can pre-order the punch out on my website when that goes live here in a few days. Um, okay. So punch out is next, but. I have tons of other books in the works. Obviously, everybody wants Battle Toads and they want the Bayou Billies oh, yeah. and the Silver Surfers and stuff, those are all gonna come. But it's just, I wanna make sure that they're quality and I don't wanna just rush out books. Uh, we, we just got the paperback process down, those are brand new. We had to switch to paperback because COVID and shipping and all that. Mm. But um, yeah, that's pretty much ready to go. I can now essentially produce as many guides as I can make with my current paperback production. That's awesome, nice. man.
2: Well, congratulations. That's freaking sweet. Now, Shh. as far as where people can find you again, as the books, I, I saw the Jason one on there. I'm not sure if the, uh, or I keep saying Jason, the Friday the 13th <laughs> one is on there. I'm, I'm not sure about Fester's Quest on HagensAlley.com. Uh, uh, there's also 8BitSteve.com as mm-hmm. well as on Twitter. And of course, you're on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. Is there anywhere yeah. else we should be uh, sending people? The best,
0: place, uh, the best place to find all the information about me is 8bitsteve.com. That's the number 8bitsteve.com, right? Because that's got all of my centralized stuff. You can find out about my podcast there. You can click my world record list that's updated, you know, as it's real-time updated. Um, you can send me an email there. It's got links to my book. Um, now, if you just want to learn about the guides, easywayguides.com is going to be live here pretty soon. That's where you're going to be able to buy Fester's Quest, uh, pre-order Punch-Out, and also the hardcover Friday the 13th book every time we release a new book, it's gonna go live right to the website. Now, one other thing that I wanna point out is that these paperbacks are printed in very limited quantities and they're numbered. So we only print 100 of the first run of all of the paperback books. So it's very collectible. They're all numbered individually inside. Ooh, nice. um, after I sell out of the first print run, a PDF version will come out and we will we'll potentially reprint the guide, uh, depending on, you know, popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing minimum print ones 100 right now uh until we can have conventions open back up and i can buy them in a little larger scale but they're all individually numbered so if you buy one now even if it's reprinted later that's going to have a different number in it right it's going to have a different colored number and stuff so they're all right. sort of unique in that way yeah
2: i i and i understand not wanting to fill your house with boxes and books <laughs> before there's a convention to unload them yeah that wouldn't be fun well, man, this has been a freaking blast. I want to thank you uh, for being on here with us, talking some of the hard games and sharing your uh, cool world with us. It has b- been a pleasure. So thank you, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Well, I'll see you at Well, I'll have a lot oh, of the books looks yeah. We'll We'll beat some games. That
2: cool. sounds like a plan yeah. to me. <laughs>
1: Jack, what do we got on the website, sir? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, become a patron, buy some merch, see some of our YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page.
2: And don't forget to find us on Twitter at cannedairpod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And once again, patreon.com forward slash cannedairpod or just head to our website and click the Patreon button there. Um, and yeah, a few bucks a month Get you extra content that the normies Aren't getting, come mm-hmm. on people Get in on that exclusive club Be a founder Hang and out you get some merch Yeah, yeah, shirts uh, What else? Tote bags All kinds of that kind of stuff okay. <laughs> Stuff merch. with our stuff on it Yeah, <laughs> <Stuff>. <laughs> Merch <laughs> We're great, great salesmen, aren't yes. we? Yes Alright, I think that's going to okay. do it for this week So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley I'm Jack Doherty and I'm Nathan Steve. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other.
0: I thought you were
1: grounded. My parents are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where you gotta go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them.
2: (laughs) It sure will. Shipwreck! Parents just don't understand. And it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Canned Air podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.
1: G.I. Joe! This has been a Canned Air production.